Welcome to the David Ross Show. We were slated to kick things off with some great political discourse and discussion on some controversial topics. And then we were thrown a curveball by the coronavirus, as everyone was. So we decided to kind of kick things off maybe a little bit lighter with the coronavirus kids cast. And I have with me a veritable coronavirus expert, a 10-year-old friend of mine, Andrew. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, so you're uh, you're out of school. Mm-hmm. Six weeks. How come? Because the coronavirus exists and it's affecting people. So you're out of school for six weeks. How's that going so far? Pretty good. Every morning at 9.15 a.m. we uh, do like a Skype chat where everyone... Uh, from my class like tunes in and then we get to talk to each other and then after that we do like a school day's worth of homework but it's like fun homework so Hmm. and what's the purpose of you being out of school well if we got if a kid got the coronavirus it they probably wouldn't get affected by it too much but why the schools are closing is because uh, they don't want kids at school catching the coronavirus and then going home to their families and then giving them the coronavirus. Right, right. So kids, interestingly enough, unlike other, a lot of other viruses where kids can sometimes be the hardest hit because they're, they haven't had immune exposure to certain things. This is a virus that nobody has really had immune exposure to. So... Um, kids seem to be some of the least affected by it and the latest thinking is that because it sends your own immune system into overdrive um, with kids having immune systems that are still under development they don't get uh, really super sick from it or sick at all sometimes what they call asymptomatic so kids can be walking around not get sick at all but still be little germ factories carrying that around and giving it to all this all us old people do you remember what um some of the signs and symptoms are if you if you get the coronavirus well you would have like an like an itchy or dry like throat and then like a dry cough and then uh like other like flu symptoms like aching or fevers right and and sore throat not just dry throat Mm. Um, and so do you get that right away or do you remember how long sometimes it takes for getting the virus versus when you get sick? After you catch the coronavirus, it takes about four or five days for you to start having listed symptoms. Right. Or it can take that long. Um, and then some people, I think the latest stuff that we read is that as, as few as one in 10 get, um, seriously ill from from the coronavirus and so there can be a lot of people walking around who don't even know that they're they're actually might just think they have the flu um so how do we prevent it wash your hands and um before you wash your hands don't touch your eyes nose ears mouth or other people gotcha um speaking of that how Wash your hands. So should I just get some hand sanitizer or soap and water? What's the deal there? 
Hand sanitizer has been scientifically proven it's not as good as washing your hands. Okay, so I just wash my hands. Do I need to use soap that like you is so toxic it could strip the paint off a car? No, just warm water with soap for 20 seconds. How come warm water and how come 20 seconds? We want to get off uh, the oils on our hands because the because viruses can get on our hands uh, like that. Okay, so the warm water loosens the oils on our skin and 20 seconds is enough time to rinse all the, that off that the virus binds to. Mm-hmm. So then what about um, surfaces and things that, that the virus might have contaminated by somebody else touching it or coughing or sneezing onto it? Well, um, if a surface has a virus on it and you use um, like a special like san- uh, sanitation wipe or something and you wipe it on that surface thinking that it will be fine, then, well, you actually have to wait 10 minutes or about 10 minutes, up to 10 minutes, um, for it to kill all of the um, germs and virus. So I can't just wipe the door handle or the light switch or the faucet knob and one time and then grab it right away and think that it's clean? No, because we we would need, it's just like, when you actually start thinking about it, it's kind of crazy how you would expect something to instantly disappear if you touch it with a cloth with some chemicals on it. Right. So I guess it depends on which, with the stuff that we looked up, some things have a 10 minute, most things I think had a 10 minute kill time. Mm-hmm. Some things, you know, really strong things like bleach or alcohol can be as quick as one to three minutes. But most of your Lysols and disinfectants and things that are approved by the the EPA and the CDC for killing this type of virus still take about 10 minutes to do so. So that's a good thing to remember. Um, And then also we looked up some things that showed how long the virus can be contagious, like if it's on a hard surface like a doorknob or, um, or in the air if somebody coughs or sneezes. Tell us about that. Well, if something has a virus on it, it was put on with something that has the virus, um, on a solid surface, it will stay there for up to nine days. And if someone has the virus and sneezes or coughs or something, it can stay in the air for up to three hours. Wow, those are both a lot longer than than you would think. Mm-hmm. And a lot longer than, than scientists thought until some of the latest research. We also thought that you little guys and young people were not at risk from the disease. And it seems to be showing that kids are still pretty clear, but young adults and, and people under 60 are showing more and more to be at significant risk for hospitalization, pneumonia, and serious illness. So it is something that everybody needs to take seriously. And we were talking about kind of a way to to think about it in order to take it seriously. But the way we were talking about it was kind of silly. Do you remember what kind of model we used? Mm-hmm. So we came up with this scenario that everything was covered in 
like imaginary dog poop so that <laughs> uh, once you touch something that has dog poop on it, then you have dog poop on your hands and then you have to go wash them. Otherwise, you're going to get it anywhere you touch, right? Your nose, mm-hmm. your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your steering wheel, your doorknob, your light switch, your faucet handle, everywhere. Okay, so I go wash my hands. I get the dog poop, the imaginary dog poop. It's kind of gross, but I think it's helpful. I get the imaginary dog poop off of my hands. They're all clean, so everything's good, except then I touch the top of the faucet to shut it off, Mm -hmm. and I got it back on my hands. And then I used my other hand to turn the light switch off, and now I got it back on both hands. Uh So I got to go wash my hands again? Well, one thing to keep in mind and to be aware of is... Your hands are definitely not always going to be sanitary. So even if you do wash them, you can still touch stuff and get dog poop on your hands. That doesn't mean you have to necessarily wash your hands right then and there. But to not touch your eyes, nose, ears, mouth, or other people um, before you can wash your hands. Right. And that's something that... I remember we were at the store and we saw some people wearing rubber gloves, which, you know, if they're, I don't know, cooking or serving food or something to, to protect people that are that are going to be mm-hmm. eating that food, that might be a good thing. But thinking that rubber gloves somehow protect you doesn't really do much good if you use rubber gloves yeah. and touch something like the handle of your shopping cart that is covered in virus. And then you accidentally touch somewhere else. Now that virus or in your scenario the imaginary dog doo-doo is now on your shirt or your coat or your eyeball or your ear and now it's getting into you so there's no perfect way and we don't have to wash our hands every 30 seconds but we just have to realize that there could be virus on anything and we have to wash our hands before we touch any part of our body that it could get into us Mm -hmm. can it get into us through our skin no can it get into us just being out hiking in in the you know in in on a trail or something? No. Let's see. What was some other? St- oh, I know. Um, can you can you diagnose whether you have the virus or not by holding your breath for ten seconds? <gasps> no, definitely not. Okay, that was another myth that's been floating around the internet. Uh, drinking hot water somehow rinses the the virus out of your throat. Is that true? Well. The virus has a lot of symptoms that are in your throat, but, like, gurgling with, like, warm water won't do anything. What about cold water? It must be cold water then, right? No. Water is good for you, but it's not good for uh, fighting off viruses. Okay. And are there any miracle potions, powders, pills, snake oils that'll help? Any... Immune boosters or vitamin C or special tea or concoctions that'll knock the virus out? Oh, sure. Just look on Facebook. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew. Bye. If you enjoyed this little sneak preview of The David Ross Show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to get more longer-form, harder-hitting episodes of the show coming up. You can learn more at www.thedavidrossshow.com.